0: Good morning, and welcome to Simply Politics. It's Wednesday, February 7th. On today's show, we analyze how a botched impeachment has laid bare a GOP house that cannot function, and Capitol Hill is redefining how nothing gets done. Plus, Trump's House allies are sure of at least one thing. He didn't do it. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Politics. We start off with a look at Republican leader Mike Johnson's speakership, which is under scrutiny after a failed vote to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. This incident has raised questions about the competency of the House leadership and the GOP's ability to govern effectively. Joining us now is Bella, our correspondent for Simply Politics. Can you give us more context on this
1: failed impeachment attempt? Certainly, David. The impeachment of a cabinet official is a high-stakes move, only attempted for the second time in history. However, the failure to secure enough votes for the impeachment was a significant embarrassment for the House leadership. The impeachment case was already questionable, being more about policy disagreements than the constitutional standard of treason, bribery, or high crimes and misdemeanors. This failure has been seen as a sign of a House in disarray. How has this incident affected the perception
0: of the GOP's capacity to govern?
1: The failed impeachment vote has raised serious doubts about the GOP's ability to govern effectively. It's played into the hands of the White House, which often portrays Johnson's majority as more of a vehicle for Donald Trump's political stunts than a serious governing force. It's also raised questions about the GOP's ability to carry out another politically charged maneuver, such as an impeachment of President Joe Biden. What about the implications
0: for other legislative efforts, such as the aid bill for Israel?
1: The failure to pass the standalone bill containing billions of dollars in aid for Israel was another blow to Johnson's leadership. The bill was intended to put pressure on the Biden administration, but its failure only highlighted Johnson's own deficiencies. The inability to pass this bill along with the potential aid packages for Ukraine and Taiwan, has serious implications for American national security and its relationships with key allies.
0: What does this say about the state of American governance and constitutional democracy?
1: The current state of affairs in the House suggests a significant dysfunction in American governance. The GOP's inability to pass legislation, coupled with the potential for a partial government shutdown, raises serious concerns about the capacity of Congress to govern at the most basic level. The implications, should a grave national or international crisis strike, are concerning. And what might this mean for the upcoming elections? The GOP's political maneuvering could backfire in the upcoming elections. Republicans have little to show voters in critical swing districts, which could decide the control of the House. However, it's worth noting that Trump, who thrives on chaos, remains a credible presidential candidate and enjoys the loyalty of tens of millions of Americans. The current state of affairs could potentially play into his narrative of a country in need of a strong man to fix it. Thanks for your insights, Bella.
0: Speaking of complex situations, The U.S. Senate seems to lack the political will for a bipartisan border deal, while the House lacks an effective majority for a partisan impeachment effort. This leaves U.S. immigration policy in a deadlock, despite both sides of the aisle agreeing there's a crisis at the border. Additional aid for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan is also at a standstill. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Abby. Can you tell us more about the current situation?
2: Certainly, David. House Republicans had hoped to use the border crisis to their advantage, with President Joe Biden promising to shut the U.S. border with Mexico to new arrivals. However, instead of working with Democrats and the White House on a deal, House Republicans planned to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas as a protest of Biden's immigration approach. But as the vote approached, they seemed to realize they might not have the votes to impeach Mayorkas after all.
0: What's the reason for this lack of support within the Republican Party?
2: The Republican majority is so small they can only afford to lose two or three votes, depending on how many lawmakers show up to vote. Two Republicans, Repsetters Ken Buck of Colorado and Tom McClintock of California, oppose the impeachment. Buck wrote in an op-ed that "...maladministration or incompetence does not rise to what our founders considered an impeachable offense," while McClintock argued that the impeachment articles stretch and distort the Constitution. And what about the bipartisan border deal? Senate Democratic negotiators came nearly all the way to Republicans on what was billed as a bipartisan border deal. However, news broke of Republican leaders turning against the deal by opposing procedural votes this week. Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma, who spearheaded negotiations for Republicans, expressed his surprise at this development stating that the worst-case scenario is to do nothing.
0: What's the stance of the House Speaker on this issue?
2: House Speaker Mike Johnson doesn't believe any new law is required for Biden to shut down the border. He argued at a press conference that even a bill House Republicans passed last year was unnecessary, other than it would compel the president to do more. He emphasized that it is the commander-in-chief who could end the catastrophe at the border.
0: And how is President Biden responding to these developments?
2: Biden has been trying out campaign trail material, stating that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. It seems that the border crisis and the political deadlocks surrounding it will continue to be a major point of contention as we move forward.
0: Thanks for the insights, Abby. In a related political development, House Republicans led by House Republican Conference Chair Elise Stefanik and Repesant Matt Gates, have introduced a resolution stating that former President Donald Trump did not engage in insurrection. This move comes amidst ongoing debates about the events of January 6, 2021 at the Capitol. We now turn to Celeste, our correspondent for Simply Politics, to shed some light on this resolution and the motivations behind it.
3: Certainly, David. The resolution is quite straightforward, stating that former President Trump did not engage in insurrection or rebellion against the United States or give aid or comfort to its enemies. The motivation behind this resolution is to counter efforts to bar Trump from state ballots under the 14th Amendment's prohibition against service in government by those who engaged in insurrection or rebellion. Stefanik and Gates have made it clear that they intend to neutralize these legal efforts by formally establishing that the government, or at least the Republican majority in one part of it, doesn't believe this applies to Trump.
0: So, how did the other legislators present at the news conference announcing the resolution respond?
3: The response was somewhat mixed. Some denied that there had been an insurrection at all, For instance, Rep. Eric Burleson argued that there couldn't have been an insurrection since the crowd didn't have guns. Others, like Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene, pointed out that no one has been charged or convicted with insurrection. Some accepted that the rioters may have engaged in something insurrection-like, but argued that Trump bore no responsibility for it.
0: What about the argument that Trump incited the violence?
3: That's a different question than the one in the resolution which centers on whether Trump engaged in insurrection. It's also a much harder position to defend. While there were mentions of Trump encouraging people to leave the Capitol, there was no exploration of the weeks of false claims Trump had made about the election being stolen or his call for people to come to Washington on that day.
0: So the resolution doesn't address whether Trump incited the violence, but rather whether he engaged in insurrection. Is that correct?
3: Yes. That's correct. The resolution focuses on whether Trump himself engaged in insurrection. However, it's worth noting that without Trump's rhetoric and calls to action, there is unquestionably no Capitol riot. This is indisputable. Whether this constitutes an incitement of the riot is a slightly different legal dispute.
0: What about the argument that it wasn't Trump supporters who were involved in the violence?
3: Some speakers did suggest that maybe it wasn't Trump supporters at all. Rep. Eli Crane, for instance, criticized the media for not considering debunked false claims. However, these claims have been widely
0: discredited. It seems like there are a lot of different narratives being put forward. What's the overall message here?
3: The overall message seems to be a defense of Trump, with various arguments being put forward to deny his involvement in the insurrection. The key point here is not so much a nuanced rebuttal of the issue or a parsing of the varying definitions of insurrection, but rather a clear statement that these Republicans won't stand for anyone saying Trump did anything wrong.
0: After hearing from Celeste about the recent resolution introduced by House Republicans regarding former President Trump's involvement in the events of January 6, 2021, we now turn our attention to Senate Democrats who are making moves to prevent the Biden administration from bypassing Congress when approving weapons sales to Israel. This comes as Israel continues its conflict with Hamas and scrutiny over the situation increases. Democratic Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia is set to introduce an amendment that would require the administration to notify Congress before any future arms sales to Israel. Michael, our correspondent for Simply Politics is here to discuss this further Can you tell us more about this amendment and its implications?
4: Certainly, David. The amendment proposed by Senator Kaine aims to strike language in the $118 billion national security supplemental that currently allows the administration to proceed with arms sales to Israel without notifying Congress. This move is seen as a response to the Biden administration's handling of the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas and America's increasing role in it. What's the likelihood of this amendment passing? The larger border legislation, which this amendment is part of, is facing bipartisan opposition and is at risk of not passing in the Senate. This makes it unlikely that the Israel provision will see a vote. However, the push from Cain and the majority of the Senate Democratic Caucus is indicative of the growing critique within President Biden's party.
0: Has there been any precedent for bypassing Congress in this manner?
4: Yes, in fact, Biden bypassed lawmakers twice in December to send more than $250 million of weaponry to Israel. This was done through emergency determinations for arms sales, a step that is unusual and has been met with resistance from lawmakers in the past. Normally, lawmakers have a period of at least 15 to 30 days to weigh in on proposed weapons transfers and, in some cases, block them. How has the State Department responded to potential criticism of these sales? The State Department has emphasized that it is in constant touch with Israel to stress the importance of minimizing civilian casualties. The Biden administration has justified the recent sales by citing emergency determinations, a move the State Department makes when it sees an urgent need for weapons to be delivered without waiting for lawmakers' approval. And
0: what is the stance of Senator Kaine and other Democrats on this issue?
4: Senator Kaine and a growing number of Democrats are calling for a more deliberative process as escalations in the Middle East continue with more involvement by U.S. troops in the region. They argue that Congress and the American people deserve full transparency about military assistance to all nations and that no president should bypass Congress on issues of war, peace, and diplomacy. That was
0: Simply Politics reporter Michael providing insights on the proposed amendment to prevent the Biden administration from bypassing Congress when approving weapons sales to Israel. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Politics. We'll see you back here tomorrow.